Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk Vets. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. This is where we discuss vet-centric topics, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in the hope that listeners will better understand our veterans, our veterans will know they're not alone, and perhaps along the way, we'll learn something about each other. We sincerely hope we accomplish that mission. The opinions expressed herein are mine alone as a veteran. Well, Friday is Veterans Day, a day originally set aside at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, marking the end of the war to end all wars, World War I. How will you observe it? Will you share the day with veteran members of your family? Will you stop by to see a veteran neighbor? Perhaps attend a parade or ceremony? Or simply avail yourself of the lowest prices of the year at a retailer leveraging this day of honor to sell a new car or an amazing mattress guaranteed to provide you with the best night's sleep of your life. One thing is for certain this Veterans Day, America is surely a house divided. Aside from the fact that we are beset by many existential threats, our government has ceased to function of the people, by the people, and for the people. And it seems now to be focused on of the politicians, by the politicians, and for the politicians. And power is the holy grail. Too much of what used to be clearly right and wrong has become simply a matter of opinion or competing narratives. And many of those in power are telling you, don't believe what you see. Believe what I'm telling you. This turmoil has created a crisis of confidence. Confidence in our government. Confidence in our institutions. Confidence in our freedoms. Confidence in our security. In our borders. In our elections. And in the American dream. What's really worrisome is the effect this is having on our military establishment. The pay in many cases is still low to the point where active military members have been told this year to apply for EBT and SNAP benefits. Consider how long it's taken for our government to provide medical care and disability benefits for those with chronic medical conditions caused by their service connected with the exposure of Agent Orange, the burn pits, faulty CPAP units, substandard base housing, and polluted potable water. Camp Lejeune, of course, is the focus for that, but I guarantee you there's more than that base affected. Now couple that with a new woke agenda, which has infected the military establishment, and prospective recruits are understandably thinking twice about enlisting. Story after story is telling us how our military is depleted in terms of budgets, technology, enlistments, and morale. One bright spot, however, 
is the number of veterans seeking government office, around one-fifth, or 21% of the roughly 1,000 candidates for U.S. Senate, U.S. House, and state governors on the fall ballot, 212 in all are veterans, according to Pew Research. Add to that the thousands who volunteer at NGOs around the country, including the ones still at work and at risk, rescuing those we abandoned in Afghanistan. The thousands who make our businesses run better. The thousands employed by local government. That may mean that the cavalry is on the way. We'll see. Friday, we take the time to reflect on those who put their lives on hold to serve and protect all of us, the U.S. service member, and those who survived, the veteran. And tonight, for those of you who have not served, we hope to impress upon you what it means to be a veteran. For our veterans, we wish only to thank you for your service. And you will hear vets in their own words talk about their experience, and we'll also hear some creative work these wonderful women and men have produced. So a while ago we received a CD from Vietnam veteran slash songwriter Jack Murphy. Here is one of his original songs about promises made and promises kept. On a bunker evening we sat and talked and watched the trees We talked of home and the girls we've known And the 57 Chevy that you once owned We were young and so far from home In a place that we had never known But we were happy and scared and so alone Made a pact that very night Amid the panic of a firefight To get together when we got out of here We'd meet in Philly and I'd buy you a beer But that never happened We got so close in such a very short time what was mine was yours and what was yours was mine You always shared the packages you got from home A can of Spam, some Kool-Aid, and a plastic cold It meant so much to hear from home
That was 24 years ago Why things happen that way I don't really know But here I am staring at your name Standing at the wall in the pouring rain The tears won't stop and I can't see clear On a bunker in the evening breeze We sat and talked and watched the trees We talked of home and the girls we've known And the 57 Chevy that you once owned Welcome home, welcome home to you my brother One of our favorite segments on Let's Talk Vets is when we hear the vets themselves tell about their experience and what being a veteran means to them. Listen now as you hear some of them in their own words and perhaps gain a deeper understanding of what it means to serve this country. Dear man. I'm writing you this letter because we're going over the top tomorrow and I think it might be my last day on earth. Things haven't been so bad lately. It's been quite boring, not much going on. Though the rats, the rats are everywhere and they tend to keep us amused. We have competitions in the trenches to see how many we can catch and the winner is the person who collects the most corpses. It's freezing here, really cold. The food isn't so great either. There's only so many cans of bully beef you can eat and stale biscuits. This place isn't very nice. Death is all around. Only the other day, we lost about half our men in an attack. Johnny Jenkins, my best friend, is missing in action, presumed dead. It's the generals I can't stand. They're nowhere near the front line. They haven't got a clue what it's like to be here. And yet they and their officers, 50 miles behind the lines, make the decisions to send us over the top to our deaths. And for what? A few feet of land, which is useless to everyone. Scarred by war and totally useless. I haven't been able to wash in weeks. Lice are a really big problem, especially in the uniforms. We have to use a candle or a match to get rid of the lice sometimes. Trench foot, another problem because we don't get to take our shoes off from week to week, then our feet start to rot. Perhaps the worst thing that I heard or I've seen was after the gas attack the other day. The sound of the men howling, my friends, after inhaling some of the gas, burning their lungs from the inside. I think it was even worse than the machine guns. We seemed to kill man after man with no effort at all, cutting some of them in half. It's terrible to see. I, when we were in school, at four o'clock, we had an air raid every day. We, before, by four o'clock, we could hear the drone of the bombers overhead. It was a red alert. But since people were buried alive in the schools, because of the air raids, I got permission
to walk home. I walked home and on the trip walking home, I was watching two fighters, enemy fighters, fighting one another. And as they came low, I was thought they were going to shoot me, but they didn't. And I looked up and I said, they're not much older than me. That's it. Why am I at school? So I signed the British Air Force papers and left school. We just had taken this hill and we were returning to our lines. And all of a sudden, they opened up with mortar shells on us or artillery, and there was a huge fallen tree. And one of the mortar shells or artillery shells went on the left side of me on this tree. I went down, I was hit on the left side, left ear, my leg, front and shoulder. I was so many holes in me yeah. all over. If it wasn't for that tree herb, I would have been dead yeah. because I would have taken a whole blast. December 16th, 1944, the, the fatal, fatal, fatal day. And at 5.30 in the morning, there's tremendous artillery barrage. And we didn't know, we had a foxhole, we didn't know uh, if it was uh, the Americans firing at the Germans or the Germans firing it, uh, at us. And we soon found out it was the Germans firing. It was the opening salvo of the Battle of the Bulge, 530, uh, December 16, 1944. Just a week or so after the Battle of the Bulge had begun, and I hadn't any chance to write anything, you know. And, uh, and so I wrote, when I finally was able to write a letter, I said, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't written to you in the last week or so, but we've been pretty busy here. And uh, pretty busy was being damn near killed by the Germans. And then we start out, and we marched, I don't know, several hours and spent the night in a uh, forest. And I remember getting some pine boughs to put over us to sort of protect us. And the next day, we uh, marched further, and I heard two of the officers arguing. Uh, one of them said, this is, this is hopeless, let's surrender. Another one said, no, I think I know how we can get out of here. And uh, so we heeded it. One who said, I think they know how we can get out of here. And uh, if we had surrendered, we were just 10 miles from Malmody, where they had that massive massacre of nearly 100 American POWs captured. And there were rules of war that if you capture, you're supposed to treat them civilly, not to shoot them dead, and that they were shot dead. We, uh, Murring and we went to, and Americans were supposed to be there, we thought. But unbeknownst to us, they had evacuated the town the town the night before, and Germans had taken over. And as we approached the town to link up with the Americans, <laughs> people in the town started firing on us. And I don't know what the hell the officers were thinking, but the orders keep on going, try to uh, take that town. And 
that's when oh, we lost a lot of fellas. Somebody crossed the road and got to a barn, and as things evolved, the Germans trained a machine gun on the road, and we couldn't get over there to help them, and they couldn't. They were taken prisoners of war. I was sitting in a tavern with a bunch of other vets and everything else who were drinking, and at that time, the TVs finally came on. And all of a sudden, they interrupted the broadcast. China invaded, uh, helping North Korea and go after the South Korean and American troops. And we all screamed at them, and, and so he says, let's go downtown and re-enlist. One soldier came up and told me, he's, says, uh, you're going to Korea. He says, uh, you're going to leave and go to Korea in about a week. I said, that's what I joined the Army for. What was it like when you stepped onto the tarmac, and what was your job, and where were you assigned? Well, just to give you a correction, it wasn't tarmac. It was Martian matting. <laughs> that was laid down by the CBs in Fubai, Vietnam, just uh, a little, a mile or so out of way, which was the helicopter base where I landed. I took off from a ship. That I went over with my squadron, HMH-361, which was a, a helicopter squadron. And uh, when I stepped onto the Martian matting, it was 126 degrees. As I was flying in country, I'm flying over land and waiting to get shot because I know we're over war territory at that point. And as we come on the coast and we're just going over the edge of the coast, there on the rock is painted a huge peace sign. That's what welcomed me to Vietnam, looking <laughs> down at that peace sign. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Major, the highest ranking enlisted man, gathered us together on the flight line. He said, I can replace any one of you guys in, in a few days. I cannot replace one of these helicopters. These heli Each one of these helicopters is in a million and a half dollars. And so it's not a big deal for me to get rid of you or if, you, if something happens to you. It's a big deal if one of our choppers goes down or we lose one in, in a mortar attack. Staff Sergeant Stephen G. Walsh, 50th Tactical Fighter Wing, United States Air Force, December 5th, 1985 to December 5th, 1990. Propulsion Specialist, F-16 Master Technician. What it means to be a veteran is uh, a, a lot of reflection back on where, where our military came from, what our military has accomplished, and how it shaped the way we live in this country and how people live around the world. We got hit by multiple IEDs. I was hit by one. Uh, I was riding in the back of a truck. Uh, ended up getting hit when I was just happened to take my seatbelt off and reach over across the uh, gunner's platform to grab a bottle of water when we got hit. and. Uh, it really just went 
so fast at that point, and then it just slowed down, and it was just like, every, everything just kind of stopped. When the blast hit, I was thrown up and hit my head on the, uh, the roof of the truck, and on my way up, I seen my gunner's legs going out of the turret. You know, you come back and you just don't feel the same. It's almost like I just miss it. I don't know, I haven't figured out how to put it to the side and just be a normal civilian, you know? I like to think that my deployment was worth it. You know, I like, we, we all like to think that we made a difference. I'm proud every day of that uniform. Veterans Day to me is a day to remember all those who have served and just to honor them, you know, and the things that they've done and the things that they've accomplished to, to give us a better future. If you want to show your support or find out how to show your support, just look up organizations that, that help veterans coming back. Maybe a church or organization that sends care packages out there. Because, I mean, when we got out there, we didn't have anything. I mean, it, it would have been nice to have some baby wipes, you know? Or, you know, just stupid little things, you know? Those are the things that you get home at the end of the day and you just happen to get a care package from the local church, you know? And, Hey, there's a Kit Kat in there. I've been eating MREs for three months straight and haven't had anything, and hey, I got a Kit Kat. You know, that's cool. You know, boosts a little bit of morale. You know, that little bit of support says, hey, what we're doing is appreciated. Name is Christian Farrell, um, director of the Orange County Veterans Service Agency served as a Staff Sergeant E-6 in the United States Army from 2001 to 2009, deployed to Guantanamo Bay for seven months in 2002, served a year in Iraq, Baghdad, Iraq, in 0506. Uh, Veterans Day to me uh, is an important day, November 11th. Uh, it's a day that uh, we recognize all who have served uh, it's just a way to say thank you to those who have served. Five simple words that people can say, you know, thank you for your service. And I think that means uh, an awful lot uh, to me and to those uh, who have served and worn their uniform. You know, it's a volunteer force right now. And, you know, really, I'd be grateful for those who uh, step up and, and do what they do. Uh, to be a veteran is hugely important to me. I enlisted at the age of 34, which is maybe not the customary thing to do, but it was one of the best decisions of my life to decide to join the Army. And uh, ultimately, uh, now I can call myself a veteran. I'm usually proud of that, um, to uh, have served my country in the way I have. The first thing, it was enlightening, you know, we got off the uh, uh, bus, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, this guy starts talking real nasty to you. <laughs> okay, you guys, line up. Get around. And uh, then uh, the next thing was the the haircut. You know, a butch, no hair, shaved, just like the guys do today. <laughs> and. Uh, it, it was it was very inf very enlightening. You, you you snapped to and started doing what you had to do when he said it, not when you felt like saying it. What does it mean to be a veteran? 
My name is John Crotty. I served in the United States Marine Corps from June of 68 until the late June, early July of 1970. And what it means to me and what it means to everyone I view as a veteran is that they took an oath. And that oath is for life. And that's what it's all about. So there is no such thing as a former Marine? No. There is not. It's a lifetime affliction. Um, Marble Mountain Air Base was a Marine-managed, um, operated air base uh, with two Army companies. I was in the 245th Surveillance Airplane Company, and there was, a, I believe it was the 282nd Assault Helicopter Company. And we had random, occasional mortar and or rocket attacks. And one night we had a rocket attack and it just knocked me into almost like another kind of consciousness, terrified me. I went into a complete panic and it altered my life. I suppose the, the, the psychological term at the time might have been like a nervous breakdown. Um, I don't know if they use that term anymore. I don't know if, if anybody ever used it then, but on, on me at least. But I, I, I began some kind of psychological disintegration. And I stopped eating. Um, I stopped associating with uh, other soldiers. I think I think that's when I understood that I, I was in enemy territory and they wanted me dead. So, in the uh, old-time parlance of radio, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more of Let's Talk Vets. Welcome back to Let's Talk Vets on Radio Catskill. So, Friday, there'll be ceremonies and parades and a lot of celebration. Maybe some barbecues, the way the weather has gone. But what happens after the last echoes of the marching bands have faded on Main Street? Many will just put the veterans on the shelf until next year, and then we'll roll it out again. But veterans are always with us. Last year I was asked to write an op-ed for the River Reporter. Here now is the radio version of that. I hope you'll enjoy it. We are the veterans. We have always been here. We have written blank checks on the account of our lives to answer the call of duty. We are your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. We're the uncle who's always quiet and does not want to talk about his service. Our uniforms are packed away. Our decorations mean nothing in your world. We march in parades. We belong to the American Legion and the VFW. We stand at attention and remove our hats and pay respect to our flag and our national anthem. We're proud of our service. 
When we were little, many of us played at war with toy weapons on imaginary battlefields, where our dead comrades would simply stand back up and continue to assault the next hill. We attend funerals of fellow veterans, and TAPS brings back so many memories as well as a tear to our eye. For this final bugle call is no call to arms, but a call to rest. It says, well done, good servant, stand down. We love our country. In the Revolutionary War, we carried muskets to free our country from the oppression of a foreign monarchy and a heavy-handed colonial occupation. And against all odds, we won. In the Civil War, we fought against our own countrymen and at times our own family to codify the declaration that all men are created equal. In the war to end all wars, World War I, we carried our Springfield rifles into the trenches in France, fought poison gas, the foe, and the Spanish flu. Those of us who did return home found that a country we fought for was unprepared and seemingly unconcerned about the care so many of us desperately needed. In World War II, it was the M1 Garand rifle we carried onto far-off beaches and battlefields to fend off two enemies and rid the world of fascism, unspeakable brutality, and war crimes to liberate those whose only desire was to live in peace. In Korea, we fought against the ideology of communism and an enemy who looked very much like the civilians we were fighting to liberate. In the jungles of Southeast Asia, we again fought to stop the spread of communism and liberate the citizens of Vietnam while being exposed to a toxic defoliant, Agent Orange. And in the end, it was as if we had never been there, except of course for the wake of death, destruction, and environmental carnage left behind, and the physical and psychological baggage we brought home as souvenirs. When we returned home, we were disrespected and spat upon by those we fought to protect. We were called horrible names and blamed for a war instead of the government that sent us there. In Afghanistan and Iraq, we fought the war on terror predicated by the horrific attacks of 9-11 only to retreat 20 years later in a haphazard and chaotic manner and then cede the territory back to those who attacked us and those who cultivated the culture of terrorism and in so doing abandoned many who fought with us. We returned home once again, this time afflicted by horrific physical injuries caused by IEDs and the moral injury you call PTSD, and as a bonus, a plethora of disease as a result of inhaled airborne particulate produced by the ever-present burn pits. Those of us who did not see combat understand that regardless of our job, it was our role to support the killing of the enemy. All service members are, in fact, the human hardware of war. We also carry the burden of knowing that we killed just as surely as if we pulled the trigger. We endured the transformation from civilian to weapon of war and were given the tools and training to kill the enemy. We saw things no one should see. We saw buddies killed and wounded their blood on our uniforms. We saw innocent civilians suffering through no fault of their own as armies destroyed their homes, their towns, and their villages to gain ground. We comforted scared children and thought about our own. 
We sustained moral injury when we did what we were trained to do, and in so doing betrayed everything we believed about right and wrong. The psychological burdens we carry have cost us our families, our jobs, our friends, and yes, in a way, our freedom. We looked into the eyes of our enemy and saw ourselves. We've had to fight our government for the care that we've earned. We live on the streets, and some of you have just walked by every day and not even noticed. We've been summarily dismissed with less than honorable discharges for our sexual orientation, our actions born out of physical or psychological injury, or because our unit command did not want to prosecute one of their own for the sexual assault we suffered at the hands of a comrade. We struggled to return to our place in towns and cities we left behind. Somehow, it was not the same, and few, if any, understood us. And when we could no longer confront our demons, we became one of the 22 vets that take their own lives every day. Now, you might think we're angry, that we feel betrayed or ashamed and lonely and at times sad, and you would be right. We have done our best to take care of you, although you did not always return the favor. But there's something much bigger than any one of us, and for that matter, any one of you, and that is our enduring belief in this country and the foundations upon which it is built and the pride that comes with military service. So when you thank us for our service, please think about what that really means by teaching your children our true history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so they will understand the mistakes that we have made and the victories we have achieved. Please reject the idea that a new dysfunctional dystopia is better than this highly successful experiment in democracy we call the United States of America. You know, the place where people come from all over the globe because they want a better life. Please protect the rights you have been given in the land of the free because of the brave and stand and show respect for our service, our flag and our national anthem. Remove your hats. We are the veterans. We've always been here. Please show us that our sacrifices have not been in vain. This next song was written by a U.S. Air Force veteran by the name of Marty Klein. Began having sight problems while serving in the U.S. Air Force and ultimately lost his sight altogether. And you know what? He's still questioning why he can't serve in some capacity, which one would have to wonder. Anyhow, this song says it all. It speaks to his resolve to survive somehow and to come to grips with his situation and make something meaningful out of his struggle. the will to survive If I get what I need to stay alive And I don't indulge in feeling so deprived 
I gotta make a move to get myself satisfied. Satisfied. And you have the will to survive. Yes, you do. If you get what you need to stay alive, that's right. And if you don't indulge in feeling so deprived, you gotta make a move to get yourself satisfied. So here's some things happening around Veterans Day in the Hudson Valley. November 10th, there'll be a veterans breakfast provided by Hudson Valley Hospice. It'll be held at Novellas in New Paltz. Veterans and guests are invited, but you must RSVP to Ron J. Johnson at 
7605 or via email to johnsonr at hvhospiceoneword.org. Ulster County Italian American Foundation is offering up to 20 veteran spouses free attendance, save you $80 at their November dinner dance. Location is Venue Uptown Kingston. Special guest singer Angela Bruno. You must RSVP to Tony Marmo at Tony at NormanStaffing.com. The Lloyd Rod and Gun Club wants to thank all veterans by serving them a free breakfast on Veterans Day. The event begins at 8.45 with an opening ceremony, breakfast beginning at 9. Veterans can even bring a guest, but please RSVP. More information is available at Lloyd Rod and Gun Club. Ulster County will be presenting our Veteran of the Month award to a father and son duo who continue to serve the community. This will be done at Veterans Free Luncheon held at the Little Italy Restaurant in Kingston, New York, approximately noon. Art Russell is the Vietnam Army veteran, and Matt Russell is an officer and Marine Corps veteran. Texas Roadhouse Kingston, free meal voucher. 11 to 2 p.m. Just drive on up. Green Acres Golf Course, 250 Norwich Street in Kingston. Free golf and cart for all veterans all day long. And DSW Shoes Appreciation Discount, good for 1110 and 1111 in Kingston, New York location. Veterans must present a veteran's ID. The New York City Veterans Day Parade, Friday, November the 11th. Details on link-up time and location in Manhattan, still to be determined. RSVP with Mr. Richard Cartagena, Harlem Vet Center, at richard.cartagena at va.gov, or you can reach him by phone, 646-273-8139. The Town of Platykill Veterans Day Ceremony begins at 1245 at the Veterans Park, next to Thomas Felton Park. Town of Esopus, American Legion, post 1298, will be holding services November the 11th at 11 a.m. at the monument near the town hall entrance. After the service, they'll reassemble at the community room of the town hall for refreshments and to draw the winners of a raffle. Rosendale Tilson Post will be celebrating Veterans Day with a ceremony at the memorial in the corner of Route 32 and Route 213 Rosendale on 11-11 at the 11th hour. Kingston American Legion Post 150 will be celebrating Veterans Day with a ceremony in front of the Legion Hall on Broadway on 11-11 at the 11th hour. Highland American Legion Post 193 conducting a Veterans Day ceremony at Veterans Park across from the Highland Firehouse and Police Station that's just off 9W. They'll start at 10.30 a.m. American Legion Post 72, 30 John Street in Saugerties will be holding an annual ceremony on 11.11 at 11 a.m. with music provided by the Saugerties Community Band. Refreshments after the ceremony and the Military Museum will be open to the public. All are welcome. The National Purple Heart Hall of Honor will celebrate Veterans Day 
with programming on Friday, November the 11th at 2 p.m. They're located at 374 Temple Hill Road, New Windsor, New York. And Woodstock Post 1026, 11 a.m. on the 11th annual Veterans Day ceremony at Woodstock Cemetery, Rock City Road, Woodstock, New York. And on Friday, November the 11th, 2022, 11 a.m., the Allen Milk Memorial VFW and the Ladies Auxiliary welcome all to attend the annual Veterans Day ceremony at Long Eddy Firehouse, which is Route 97, Long Eddy, New York. A luncheon will be held immediately following. On Saturday, November the 12th, 2022, at noon, the Basket Historical Society, the Allen Milk Memorial VFW and the Marine Corps leg invite all to participate in the rededication of the World War II honor roll at Long Eddy at a memorial site on Cemetery Road in Long Eddy, New York. The monument lists the names of all who served in World War II from the Long Eddy area. The memorial was recently rebuilt through generous donations and volunteer labor. There will be an opportunity for those who attend to share their remembrances of loved ones who served in the war. Vietnam veteran, singer, songwriter Jack Scully poses the following musical question to all of us this Veterans Day. Vietnam War is history. Survived have never been free. Fifty years of memories seem like yesterday. No place to run, no place to hide, nothing to fill that hole inside. And the whiskey stopped working a long time ago. the day So we're still fighting for each other Like we did back then Getting old and tired Man, it never ends Is this all? Have you been to the wall? Have you been to the wall? Have you been to the wall? Tell me, brother, have you been to the wall? We got the call at the age of 19. Left our homes and our families. Saw things we thought we'd never see. Did things we thought we'd never do. Wrong was right, right was wrong. Struggle goes on from dusk till dawn. It's hard to believe it's been so long. 
nation turned its back to this lost generation. That's a fact. Is this all? Brother, have you been to the wall? Have you been to the wall? Have you been to the wall? Tell me, brother. We hope you've enjoyed our special Veterans Day Let's Talk Vets here on Radio Catskill. Please think about the true meaning of this day as you go through your weekend. Please thank a vet for his or her service. Please support veteran service organizations and please don't forget us. Freedom is not free. From the battle lines to the grocery lines From the harsh terrain to the carpool lane From the M16 to did you brush your teeth? Mommy, where have you been trying to explain Why I'm a little different than I was six months ago? I seem a little distant but I'm trying not to let it show when you think about a soldier, do you think about me? Do you think about a woman in a man's fatigues? I fight like all the others, stand beside my band of brothers. I sacrifice and pay the price so we can only when you think about a soldier, do you think about me? 
From a life grenade to a soccer game From an armored vest to a Sunday dress From a Humvee to do you still love me They ain't been the same ever since you left Now I'm a little different than I was six months ago It's a tough transition over there and then back to And our thanks tonight to Stephen Walsh, John Crotty, Everett Cox, Larry Winters, Jack Scully, Jack Murphy, Marty Klein, Joan Page, Don Mayhus, Teresa Cahagis, and so many others. And to you for joining us once again. Please let your friends know about this program. Share with us your comments and suggestions for future shows. Also, send us your upcoming events so we may talk about them on the air. You can always drop me a line at vets at wjffradio.org. If you or someone you know is experiencing anxiety or just need to speak to someone, here's some numbers to jot down. Veterans Crisis Line is now just 988-PRESS-1 to talk to someone. You can send a text message to 838-255 to connect with a VA responder. 
or start a confidential online chat session at Veterans Crisis Line, one word, dot net slash chat. And don't forget, Let's Talk Vets is now widely available as a podcast. Until our next formation, thanks for listening. Thank you for your service. Company dismissed. We'll close our Veterans Day edition of Let's Talk Vets with a poem that says it all. It is the veteran, read by Teresa Cahagius. Thank you for your service. Good night. It is the veteran, not the preacher, who has given us freedom of religion. It is the veteran, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the veteran, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the veteran, not the campus organizer, who has given us freedom to assemble. It is the veteran, not the lawyer, who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the veteran, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the veteran who salutes the flag, who serves under the flag, and whose coffin will be draped by the flag. May we just take a moment to remember our veterans.